Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Habibis. God, I'm just, I'm too nervous. I'm too nervous. I got it wrong last time. Gonna, you're going to get it right. You're, gonna, you're still talking. You can still get it right. We're going well. Welcome to the Habibis, the podcast with uh, three Arab game developers drinking good Arab tea. I'm your host for this episode, Rami Ismail. And Abu Salvadorias. And I'm Fauzi Mesmar. Amazing. You're almost amazing. Did you, you said three Arab game developers. And although that's accurate, that's not the intro. But, you know, you get a pass. You get a pass because this is part two. This is part two. This is our first post cliffhanger. This is so exciting. It is so exciting. You think, do you think that it's, it's the kind of thing where you're like, I never thought I would do a cliffhanger on a podcast. But I mean, not intentionally. <laughs> no, <laughs> we just talked too much last time. That's right. Previously uh, on the Habibis. Previously on the Habibis, <laughs> we tried to figure out what our top 10 games of the year were. But eventually, we just had to make a, a top 10 list of games. We managed to make that. And now I think we need to figure out the order. So y'all have your list ready? I have my list ready. Ready to, ready to copy-paste? See what happens? Furiously. Let's go. I'm ready. But you're missing. Yes. <laughs> so you're not ready. I'm not ready. I was just like, top nine. <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready. Wait, you have the same one twice. Same one twice, you probably did it. Okay, okay, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, there's some interesting stuff here. Very interesting. Some very interesting stuff. Yeah, I, I would, I, I am, I'm shocked. Let me, uh, let me redo some of this so that we have a slightly better idea of where things are. Oh, it's all over the place. Wow, oh, yeah. this is this is an absolute mess. This yeah. is great. Yeah. I am very happy about this. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Osama Fauzi, I made a separate spreadsheet behind. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see if any of us very strongly disagree with anything. Shall shall we read this? Yeah, yes. let's read this from the from bottom. Right. Shall we start? Shall we start from the bottom? Yes, from the bottom, bottom That way, there's uh, anti uh, anticipation for the. But well, this is not a final. This is just yeah. what we're agreeing on for now. Exactly. Okay, tomorrow. So, uh, shall I just read all of them? Go for yeah, it. do it. All right. On ten, we have Cobalt Core with nine points. A space for the Unbound on nine with ten points. On 8, we have Final Fantasy 16 with 12 points. 7, Spider-Man 2 with 14 points. 6, Cocoon with 16 points. 5, Dredge with 16 points. Uh, 4, Alan Wake with 16 points. Uh, 3, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom with 19 points. Uh, 2, Baldur's Gate 3 with 25 points. And 1, Venba with 28 points. You know what? I'm okay with this. Yeah. This actually, For the most okay. part, so the I think most, it's kind of funny thing that to both Alan Wake and Dredge are both sixteen, especially yes. because you guys made the comparison earlier. Yes. So, like, but I agree. In the most part, this feels right, except this for like right figuring me. out the number four, five, and six. Uh, I, but let's see. We could talk about like the uh, any other disagreements. I'm okay with this order, really. Yeah. I, I I feel like I, you know, Venda being a Habibi game of the year makes a lot of sense considering sense. the three the three of us in our <laughs> lives. Yep, agree, <laughs> agree. Yeah. Uh, but I think Alan Wake should be higher. Wow. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my only one. I think Alan Wake deserves to be up. I higher. I don't see how it, Alan Wake is going to be either Baldur's Gate three or Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I can see. I that. haven't played it. I know, but those were all contenders. All three of the top three games were all potentially my top one. Right. Yeah. That is so strong. Alan, Alan Wake was potentially my top one. Yeah. Not even top three. Top one. Uh, Alan, like for me. Alan Wake had impossible odds to face. Like, I am a huge fan of Alan Wake 1. I did not think they would be able to nail that. And Alan Wake 2 is just like... It's it's decadent levels of, of good game. It's narratively smart. It's mechanically smart. It's atmospherically smart. Like, just kind of everything about that game is good. Like, I don't know. I couldn't put it down the moment I started. Um... You know, this was I. I think for me, twenty twenty three is the year of like vibe, like vibe based games. Mm-hmm. Like that's genuinely sort of how I think of of twenty twenty three. Yeah. And I have to say, like in terms of vibes, like I think Alan Wake can give Baldur's Gate and Zelda both a run for the money. I just think Venba hits so hard that there's no way for anything to pass it. Okay, I'm gonna say something. Don't hate me. Don't be mad. You okay. have to promise not to be mad. Okay. Um, we've missed a game, a really important one. Oh no! Yeah, I know we we're miss? very close to the final. Uh, we forgot to carry it over. Uh, Street Fighter Six. It was on all three of our lists, and somehow we got forgotten. Yeah, you're right. He is right. So we need to. At least... I'm like, I'll, I'll be very honest. If Street Fighter Six makes it in, it is going to be in place of Cobalt Core for me. So it's not yes. very complicated. Yeah. Uh, not com- not complicated for me too. It definitely deserves the space of Cobalt Core. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. But then yeah, we have to discuss where it is on the list for us. Sorry to introduce this, but I cannot not. No, have... no, it's no. fine. Like, we should make sure we get it right. Yeah. Um. Because I was when I was telling you before that Venba, Baldur's Gate three, and Zelda were the three I debated for first, and I'm like, wait, there was a fourth one, right? That I was debating, and then I remembered Street Fighter six. So, to me, that's the space it occupies. It is. I don't know, like, like for me, and I'm I'm gonna be very honest with y'all. Like Venba, I'm I'm gonna remember for the rest of my life. Yeah, same. No matter what, right. Like, I'm going to remember that game for the rest of my life. Baldur's Gate 3, I'm going to remember until they do a better one. <laughs> Which, it's Larian. They will. Yeah. Right. Zelda, you Zelda already forgot. I, I be, honestly, I, for, I, I did. Oh. I genuinely, like, most of it I forgot. Like, yeah. I, I think there's a few story beats that, that I remember and a few, like, moments where I was like, that was cool. Like, most of that game was just kind of tedious for me. And it never evoked the sense of wonder or place. Alan Wake, I'm never gonna forget either. Mm. Like the, the, that is, it, it is an impossible game. It is an impossible achievement. It is an impossible. It it it, it shouldn't be possible to make Alan Wake too, and they did it, mm. and they did it with confidence. Like that is not a game you make with confidence. Mm. And I appreciate that. I just I just very deeply appreciate that. I think with most of this, I'm fairly okay. I'm a little disappointed with Final Fantasy 16 sitting on the eighth place, but like, colors, I get it. Um, you know, if I had to hold any game hostage here, it would be Cocoon. Mm. 
I'd say, okay, move that down, move something else up. But I'm also kind of like, it was really well done. I just, I would place Alan Wake above Baldur's Gate 3 even. Oof. Um, yeah, I'll, I'd, but very friendly pillows Zelda. fight you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't played Alan Wake 2. No, but like, and, and that's why, like, the thing is, I, if you notice my cut list, uh, the yeah. only game I had on my cut list that I didn't play was Karate Cut because of the, the, the reasons. Like, I'm, right. I'm judging based on your feedback right. of it. Um, and Builders Gate 3 really deserves to be top three, in my opinion. Um, I agree. If I, agree. I would squeeze one in, uh, I would actually squeeze Street Fighter 6 between Zelda and Alan Wake 2. And I know you'll fight me for that, but that's that's the placement Dude, that I, I, I won't find you in Street Fighter though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get bodied. Fauzi will, will body both of us. That's just yeah. how it works. <laughs> now for me, for me, if if I would move Alan Wake to, to second place, probably. Um I, I can't see Alan Wake being more than Baldur's Gate and Zelda for me. Me either. I'm sorry, it's Rami. I think you're gonna lose that. Right. It is the Habibi's list, it's yeah. not the Rami list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't see uh, that. Street Fighter, I can move. I can replace it with Space on the uh, for the Unbound for but it to be number nine. What's that? Not, not higher than that. Because I would. I I actually think Street Fighter Six is better than Spider Man Two. Like I would agree with least. that. I would agree with that. So I like, would agree uh, with that. But I, but then I I would argue that Space for the Unbound is better than both of them. Yeah, I for me better than Spider Man. I yeah. Again, like I did not enjoy Spider-Man, Fauzi. Like better than Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing: like Street Fighter is a very good execution of something I've seen before, Mm -hmm. and it is the best execution of it, no question about it. Mm -hmm. But for me, there's a difference between building on something and achieving it, and doing something that has never been done before, and doing it. And they get no shortcuts in talking about Indonesian culture, Indonesian history, Indonesian music. Indonesia, they get no shortcuts. They got nothing. Yeah. It's like, it's like they they had to build. You know, it's it's the old video game development joke, right? They had to build the rails on the train as it was moving. Yeah. With no destination, and they landed exactly where they needed to go. I think and this is me, why it deserves the recognition. But also, gameplay wise, there's a lot there that we've seen before too. You know. Of course, but you can't take risks on everything. Yeah, exactly. If you're taking, you and that's and I think that's kind of like the the thing that games from emerging territories always walk into is their location and culture is the risk. Exactly. Yeah, and that's unfair. Yeah, right. That, and, unfair. and this and this is why I wanted it uh, on the list. Right. You know? And I think like, and I think it deserves to be on Habibi's uh, top ten list. For me, comparing it to Street Fighter Six, which is a sublime sublime fighting game or spider-man 2 which is a very well executed spider-man game not for me but very well executed mm-hmm. i just i think i will always and i'm an independent like i can't help it i will always rate risk mm-hmm. very high on my like sort of like what do i value it's basically i'm about as a risky game mm-hmm. it's a very risky game and i think street fighter is a risky game i thought spider-man 2 was less risky yeah so for me it makes sense that it would go you know, Space for the Unbound, Street Fighter, Spider-Man. And then Final Fantasy, I'm okay with dropping that all the way to the bottom. Like, it, it was cool and interesting. I think they didn't really know what they were doing, but they did a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. I, I won't That's comment kind of on Final have. Fantasy, but I definitely think that Spider-Man should be below Street Fighter Six. And I like what you're saying about Space for the Unbound. If it's higher than Spider-Man, I respect that. But 
I didn't play it for long enough to comment. Right. Let's let's just agree. We we all agree that Street Fighter should be above Spider Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, all right, cool. I, because I think that's not a, a big a big thing to argue about, and I think we all agree that Final Fantasy VI should be below Spider-Man and Street Fighter. 16. 6 is a uh, different sorry. discussion. Yeah, six, sorry. Six my apologies. Number my one. Apologies. Right. <laughs> Final Fantasy 16 yeah. should be below both of them. Yeah. So then really our big question is where does Space of the Unbound go? I would put it higher than Spider-Man 2. Street Fighter 6, Space of the Unbound. More than Street Fighter? I, you liked Spider-Man more than point. Street Fighter is what you said? What's that? No. no, no. He said, "Should it be? Should Space of the for the Unbound be above Street Fighter or under it for you?" To me, it's under, point. but I, I'd, I'd accept over. But for me, it's under. I think for me, I'd be happy with Street Fighter, Space for the Unbound, Spider Man, and then Final Fantasy. Yeah, and that's what we do. That is two votes, and two votes means we lock it in. Excellent. So now right. the conversation is between the three-way tie: Alan Wake Two, Dredge, and Kaku. Okay. Because to me, well, I'm my argument is made. Yeah, to me the the it's Dredge, then Alan Wake two, and then Cocoon. It's I would swap those two, and I know you, Rami, you're gonna fight me, but I'm just saying. Whatever. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't played Dredge, so I can't make that argument. But I did play Alan Wake and Cocoon, and. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with the order. Alan Wake to Dredge then Cocoon. I'm fine with that. I mean, for me, it's impossible to think Cocoon ends above above Dredge. Like personally, like Dredge to me is yeah. is it it is subtle in yeah. such a beautiful way. Um, that yeah, no, I don't I don't think so. And while I think Dredge nails the sense of anxiety at times better than Alan Wake does. I think Alan Wake as a package is just one of one of the best games of the year. Okay. Um, Sounds so like think, we have a yeah more or this, less this consensus. We have a list. I mean, you know, we I can fight for years about yeah. Alan Wake to Baldur's Gate and <laughs> Zelda, but I'm not going to make that. So no, sorry. I will. I will. I will yield. Are we happy? This is actually, I think, one of the That's biggest questions list. of the year. Are we happy with Baldur's Gate versus Zelda? Um, I, to me, it's really difficult to compare the two my zelda is higher for me than Baldur's gate 3 but i'm okay with that's the opposite for me which is strange like uh, for me every time a zelda game came out it won my game of the year every time this is probably the only year which i will give it to Baldur's gate over zelda yeah okay yeah i, I for me it's Baldur's gate over zelda like we've been clear on this yeah. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i think we'll leave it at that well then we have a top 10 we have a top 10 do you want to count from the bottom up First, yeah. Round from the bottom up. Everybody takes turns. We do Fauci or Samami. Yes. Yep. Let's do it. So at number, at number 10, we have Final Fantasy 16. At number 9, we have Spider-Man 2. At number 8, we have A Space for the Unbound. At number 7, we have Street Fighter 6. At number 6, we have Cocoon. At number 5, we have Dredge. At number 4, we have Alan Wake 2. At number 3, we have Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. At uh, number two, we have Baldur's Gate 3. And the Habibi's Game of the Year at number one is Vemba. And so well yeah. deserved. So well deserved. <laughs> Do you guys want to say a couple of words about why Vemba is our Game of the Year? Yes. Yes, I do. Can I go first? Go. Go for okay. it. Vemba is a game I will think about forever. It yep. 
basically um, it mirrors a lot of my childhood. So a little bit about it, in case you're just, you know, don't know what Baba is. Baba is about a, a woman named Baba. That's the, the titular uh, character um, who is of Indian descent. Her and her husband moved to Canada to, in seeking a, a, a new life. And eventually they have a child. And the story is about all of them, mostly about Vemba, but also about the child. And the child, uh, even though I'm, I'm not from India, I'm from Iraq, um, the child's experience mirrors my own. In, in many ways, I can't, as, as an Iraqi you know, diaspora, it, it mirrors, there are some scenes in it that are so me. That in some some way some of them I've thought about for a long time and others I've forgotten, I've completely forgotten yeah. that I had that experience and this was a stark reminder of it. Venba is art, like you know the whole argument over is games art uh, or not. Venba is undeniably art. It is an incredibly meaning ex- meaningful experience yeah. for me. I cried happy tears, I cried sad tears, and I will think about it in, for forever. It's it, for me. It's really a game about f- finding who you are and rejecting who you are. And I think any child that grew up between cultures or moving between cultures, any child that ever had to deal with the disconnect of the otherness of not being from a place, any child that had to deal with um parents from a culture that is you know i think primarily non-western but pretty much global culture everywhere else i think will recognize themselves in this in some way shape or form i i described it for myself as a game about having parents um and i i i cried a lot and there's one particular game in scene in the game that i don't want to I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to spoil, Mm -hmm. but there's a particular scene in the game that just had me bawling for like 20 minutes or something. And then I called my parents Mm -hmm. because I, I could, and I I wanted to, and I I didn't want to miss the opportunity to, because the game reminds you that there is an enormous sacrifice in trying or having children in a place that you don't recognize mm-hmm. and knowing that they might not understand you or connect with you throughout your life. And I think there, there is something I, I'm going to tear up again. So I'm just going to, that Vemba is my game of the year because it'll make me cry just talking about it. Mm-hmm. I, it's uh, I love what you guys said about it. And it was the same for me, you know, I finished, finished playing the game in the plane. I landed and I called my mom. So, you know, the, the minute I landed, and it's exactly that. It's the game that makes your... It, it speaks to reality so much that it makes you appreciate uh, uh, aspects of the struggle of first and second genera- uh, generation immigrants or so people living honest. between cultures. Or just like the idea of coming into terms uh, with your own identity, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's so honest. I think one of the things that really stood out to me is that there is a tremendous level of empathy that Visai Games must have had to make the point of view character the mother. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It it shows a level of self reflection uh, and understanding that I think is is really powerful. 
it also reminded me that kids, even when they don't try to, kids are mean, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are mean. They don't try to. They're just figuring their life out. But like, yeah. gosh. Um, and it the game never tries to smoothen that out. It never tries to sugarcoat it. It's like, hey, listen, this was us. And it's very clear that this is a game about the developers, right? Yeah. Even though it's, it's probably like a, a, a sort of like, uh, averaged out or evened out or like uh, a selected um, a collective memory but like it is so honest it's so genuine it's so vulnerable it is so self-reflective it doesn't hide it's not embarrassed it's not ashamed it just says this is the line we took to who we are and now we are making a game that's proud of our culture of our history of our people of our parents and of us, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I just, nobody made anything like this in games ever. And I'm, I'm, I just, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I love it. Agreed. So game is the number one. It really does. We also all agreed about Baldur's Gate 3. I don't think we need to say many words about it. No. <laughs> Great game. I, I did, I did want to say one thing about Baldur's Gate 3, mm-hmm. um, which is, there is this TV show called Fool Us. You know it? No. No. It's a Penn and Teller magic show. It's a U.S. television oh, show. Oh, Fool Us. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I do know it. It, it's a television series where magicians go and they try to do a magic trick in front of like super famous magicians, uh, Penn and Teller. And um, there's this particular episode where a magician goes up and he does this kind of amazing trick, right? Um, basically, what he does is he, he, I think he forces a card, right, on, on Penn or Teller. And then near the end of the trick, he, he drops the deck of cards. And then as the cards are falling, he just snatches out from the falling deck the correct card. Wow. Right? And it's a magic trick. Yeah. It's a magic trick. And... Penn and Teller, they, they always go after the magic trick is done, you know, they kind of keep the, they, they talk to the contestant and then ask that they talk to the contestant, Penn and Teller, like discuss whether they can figure out how the trick was done. And then they try to communicate it in code words mm-hmm. that a magician would understand mm-hmm. um, that the audience would not to see if Penn and Teller figured it out. And then it's an honor system. Yeah. Right. The magician will either the admit. Secrets, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the magician will reveal whether they were correct. And and this one, something really uh, interesting happened because Penn and Teller kind of explained that there's two types of magic tricks. There, there, there's magic and there's juggling. Hmm. Um, with magic, you say you're going to do something that is, that is impossible, but you do something else. Hmm. And with juggling, you say you're going to do something pretty much impossible, and then you do it. <laughs> and the argument that they made is that this, this this contestant hadn't done magic that there was no trick that they had just trained long enough to be good enough to snatch the right card from the deck wow that is impressive and, and then the contestant was like so you're saying that I trained for decades to do superhuman reflexes mm. And then he just burst into grin and was like, yep, wow. that's what I did. 
Wow. And you know what? That's how Baldur's Gate 3 feels to me. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 to me feels like, you know, our job is magicians. Yeah. And Larian just rejected it and just went like, all right, no, we're just going to do it. There's no shortcuts here. We're just, we're just straight up going to do it. We're going to make all this content. We're going to spend 20 years getting good enough to do it. And then we're just going to do it. No tricks, no fakes, no get arounds. Just like straight up, here it is. Remy, Fozzy, have y'all watched the movie Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. Tom Hanks. So in that movie, it's about a con artist who goes from place to place, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, and pretends mm-hmm. to be a million different things. He pretends to be a doctor. He pretends to be a lawyer. He pretends to be a whole bunch of different things. At the very end, the Tom Hanks character, who is, I think, CIA or... he catches him and he tells him listen i found out how you did all the things how you forged these checks how you got this certificate all of it the one thing i can't figure out is how you passed the lawyer bar exam and then leonardo looks uh, like the caprio's character looked at him and says i studied and that was the trick (laughs) yeah right that's that's baldur's gate that's to me that's baldur's gate yeah (laughs) it's just it is. It shouldn't be possible, and they did it. They did it. Yeah, you know, like, and I love that. And like in um, a lot of like games where your actions affect gameplay for, or affect the narrative. Yes, it's usually like um, all narrative threads they will connect back, and your decision yep. actually didn't really matter. We just gave you the illusion that it matters. Yeah. In Baldur's Gate 3, that's right? not the case. <laughs> the wildly different things happen depending on what you choose. Completely different games. Completely different video games. Yeah. Like, it's incredible work. Yeah. Mind anyway. blowing. That, that, that's why I was like, you know, number two, the lowest. Number one. Uh, for me, the, the weird thing is, like, I think for me, it's one of those things where it's just really Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake are completely different at possible achievements. Yeah. So it's hard to compare them for me, but I have to go with, like, I believe that Larian will do a better game. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I have no doubt that you can take Baldur's Gate 3 and do a better version mm-hmm. of it. Um, or I don't think you can. I don't think I can. I don't think any of us can. Mm-hmm. Larian, yeah, right. Alan Wake Two, I think Remedy knows this is the only Alan Wake Two they're ever going to be able to make. Mm-hmm. They can do an Alan Wake Three, but it will be a completely different video game. Never say never. I mean, we waited thirteen years for this one, <laughs> right? But Alan Wake Two is not like Alan Wake One. No, it's not. It is a completely different game. Baldur's Gate Three is a much better iteration of Divinity. You know, Divinity. Yeah. Uh, so I believe they can do that again. I don't think anybody can do a better version of Alan Wake 2. I think that is the summit of an Alan Wake 2 style game. I really yeah. need to play this game. I'll get it. Oh, you should. I'll you get should. On it. Anyway, I am very happy with this list, y'all. Yeah. yeah. This is a list. Habibi's Game of the Year list, yeah. 2023 Femba. I love it. I love it. We kept people busy for two hours. Wow. We've been talking for two hours. Oh, we've my been God. Talking two hours. With you, honestly, heavy bees, the time just goes. It just, it flies. It just flies, honestly. I can it talk to you forever. Good. 
And yeah. now I have more games to play thanks to you too. Yes, ah, <laughs> uh, Dredge, mate, you're gonna have a good time with Dredge. Th- this year is is worse than 2017 because like 2017 had so many good games that were long, and so I was only able to sample them, and then I kept playing 2017 games in 2018, in 2019, in 2020 till I caught up with the best games of 2017. I feel like I'm gonna be playing 2023 games. In, like into 2030 like I well, feel... let's let's hope the industry picks up because it looks like it's going to be a quiet year otherwise yeah so <laughs> maybe, maybe even the next we'll have times yeah i mean there's so many games we didn't even talk about right yeah. like uh el paso elsewhere we didn't mention yeah, yeah. it was a good game really good yeah. really good game yeah uh but Assassin's i think Street i think mirage I'm... was really special. yeah really good the really special had some like was oh, that was possible game was like, good Viewfinder should not have uh, existed. There was, but it uh, does. yeah, but it does. There was uh, Sea of Stars that was really good. There was uh, Starfield, Dead Space. Like those are great. So many good games this year. Alhamdulillah for a beautiful 2023, and inshallah for a better 2024. Inshallah, because Happy New Year, everybody. Wish Happy you a wonderful year. 2024. Thank. Uh, I think that's it. We love you, Habibis. We love you all. If you strongly disagree with any opinions we've had on the show, please email (laughs) info at thehabibis.com. That will make Osama very happy to receive your disagreements. Especially if you disagree with Robbie's terms. If you want to argue with us, or with the community, we have a lovely community over at discord.thehabibis.com. Join us there. For now, I think we're signing off for 2023. We'll be back, inshallah, 2024. Uh, this was another episode of the Habibis. Salam. 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 That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I was Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami. My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias. And Fauzi Mesmar, who you can find on Twitter at Fauzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. The intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubayla, and the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea, with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service, or check out the Habibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening, and salam.